we are in the middle of 40 days of prayer and fasting. And uh, please uh, stay faithful to your fast day. And, um, and uh, also stay faithful in prayer. What are we praying for? For God to remove every obstacle that would prevent his promises from coming to pass in our lives and in our church. And if God has promised us great revival, and he has, then uh, bring it to pass and use me in the process. Uh, if you're willing to be used, God will do great things through you. And, um, and so we're, we're wanting to stay faithful in that, uh, to finish these 40 days strong. Um, I believe November 12th is when it ends. And, um, of course, we won't stop praying after that. But um, it's just a time where we focus in and pray specific things. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Jesus is speaking and teaching his disciples how to pray. And he says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I want to read verse 10 again one more time, and I want us to really focus in on what it's saying. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And uh, today I want to I want to give us some motivation to pray. Motivation to pray. And in fact, that's what I'm going to title this uh, message today. Motivation to pray. And let's just do that right now. Let's pray and ask the Lord to speak to us through his word. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence that is undeniably in our midst. And I thank you, God, for your people that are here. And we ask that as the word goes forth that you would anoint my mouth to speak only what you want me to say, nothing more, nothing less. Anoint our ears to hear and receive the word. We bind everything that would seek to hinder your word from accomplishing your will. And I lose faith and revelation into this room that we would believe and understand this word today. And let us practice it, O oh God, for we know that if we do what you say, you will perform your will in our midst. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands one more time mightily to the Lord. A little, little more mighty, a little more triumphant. Amen. You can be seated. There is an account in the book of Daniel that is something that I've been familiar with and I, I trust that you've heard about it. And um, of course, in the book of Daniel is where we get this Daniel's fast. And it sometimes, depending on how they prepare these foods that are under the Daniel's fast, it's probably better to just not eat at all. Yeah, because it's, you know, well, you don't season the food. What? That doesn't sound like the will of God, no. Some people do the Daniel fast, and I'm like, I mean, it, it would be better to just go 30 days without eating than to eat this. I mean, God gave us uh, produce that we can grow in the ground, but he also gave us herbs and minerals to season and flavor our food, you know. Uh, I don't understand people that don't use salt. I mean, a little salt is good. Um, and herbs, man, you can... 
the sky's the limit with that stuff. But so, so Daniel, uh, he he cursed the world by writing about his Daniel fast. Um, I'm just joking. But there, there's another, there's another uh, account in, in chapter 10 that is just absolutely incredible. Uh, and what I mean by incredible, I mean it's just amazing. And it's, um, it's a very powerful insight to uh, what happens when we pray and fast. And uh, Daniel is going on a 21-day fast, and he eats no pleasant food, and he is praying consistently and continually and he uh, he ends his 21 days and not necessarily because he planned on ending it on his 21st day but on the 21st day he gets a breakthrough uh, we don't find necessarily any uh, clues that Daniel only wanted to fast 21 days. He was just fasting and praying uh, to get an answer and to get a breakthrough. And on the 21st day, we find where um, uh, Daniel is uh, met by what is called the man Gabriel. We call him an angel, and he is and um, of course, and every time you see Gabriel in the Bible, he's bringing a message. So he comes up with this uh, teaching of messenger angels. Um, and so Gabriel now comes to Daniel and he tells him that uh, on the very first day you prayed, God heard you and God sent an answer. He sent me with a message to you on the first day. Daniel didn't hear this message until the 21st day. Gabriel tells us why. He said, the prince of Persia withstood me and we fought uh, until Michael, the archangel, your prince, referring to the prince of Israel, if you will, he came and helped me overcome the prince of Persia. But when I leave you, I'm going to go back and the prince of Grecia or Greece is going to fight me. Now, what we need to understand is that, yes, there is a spirit realm and there are um, uh, angels in heaven and there are fallen angels, if you will, uh, that... Uh, have followed the who we call the devil, Satan. And what is so powerful about this story is that what we find is on the first day, heaven was activated to send an answer to Daniel's petition. He purposed to pray and fast, to hear from heaven, to get a breakthrough, to get an answer, to get something accomplished. To seek the Lord and heaven heard him the moment he postured himself to pray. That's a powerful understanding that we need to really get deep in our spirit. That the moment you position yourself to seek the Lord, he hears you and he will send an answer on the way. You, you don't have to... Uh, Prove yourself to God. You can position yourself in such a way that it activates heaven. Now, 
We, we know that in this story and we understand that. However, what is so powerful also about this is that hell was also activated the moment Daniel started praying. It not only moved heaven, it moved hell. What we need to understand today is that the prayers of the people of God not only move heaven, they also move hell. The prayers of the people of God. I'm not talking about now I lay me down to sleep. I'm not talking about vain babblings where we're saying words but our mind is somewhere else. I'm talking about intentional purposeful I'm going to go to God in prayer I'm going to seek the Lord and I'm going to receive something from him we need a breakthrough and I'm not going to stop until I get it amen when people do that when the people of God do that there is something that is activated in the spirit realm and it's not only activated in heaven where God is saying I'm about to move on their behalf but it's also something that is activated in the spirit realm where hell says we better move now because if we don't get in front of this thing everything they pray is going to get answered because the moment Daniel prayed, Gabriel was sent by God to Daniel to deliver a message. And the prince of Persia said, no, 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 you can't get to Daniel because if you get to Daniel and answer that prayer, he's going to get understanding and his faith is going to increase and he's going to believe that there truly is no God like the God of Israel. And I want to remind the people of God in the 21st century in the San Francisco Bay Area, it doesn't matter what principality or power is ruling in this area there is still no God like Jesus he is on the throne he is in control and so Daniel was praying and he prays for 21 days before he gets an answer. He, he prays and he fasts and he seeks the Lord until he gets an answer. Daniel did not know why there was a delay. He didn't know until after the breakthrough. Now, oh, now I understand why. Day 10. I was feeling discouraged because I was praying and I didn't see any fruit from my prayer. Now I understand why on day 17, I was very hungry and weary, not only physically but spiritually because I've been seeking the Lord, but it feels like my prayers are not getting through. No, they got through on the first day, but the enemy is so intimidated by the prayers of the people of God that he says, I've got to withstand the answer. I've got to slow down the process and so now Daniel sees and understands why it seems like it takes a long time sometimes for prayers to get answered it's not because he didn't hear you it's not because he's not sending the answer but the enemy understands many times more than the people of God do the power of praying people because he sees the answers on the way and he has more faith in your prayers than you do sometimes and he sees what's really happening when you pray before you do 
That's why he fights. That's why he seeks to withstand. That's why he stops and attempts to stop what's going to happen. But if Daniel would have quit, he would have never got the answer. And I want to tell you today, if you quit, it's not because God didn't answer your prayer that you don't see it. Because I'm telling you today in the name of Jesus, the answer is on the way. The message is on the way. What you've been praying for, God has sent it already. And yes, there is a war in heaven where the enemy is trying to discourage you and deceive you and distract you to make you think prayer is not important. But I'm telling you what, the greatest lie the enemy is seeking to tell you is your prayers don't matter. No, they do matter. The moment God heard you, he sent an answer. Now the enemy is seeking to stop it and fight it and discourage us and wear us out but I know the end of the story God will prevail God will fulfill his will and every promise is going to come to pass the enemy is not going to distract or deceive or discourage us. The delay in the seeming fulfillment of the promise is not going to cause us to think that God has not heard us, God has not seen us, and God is not doing something even in this moment. Because even when we don't see it, he's working. There's a battle going on above us where God is sending a message and he's breaking through enemy lines and he is going to do what he's promised. Even when we don't feel it, he's working. The message is on the way. You may be tired when you're fasting and you may be weary praying the same thing month after month, but I'm telling you what is happening above us, if you could see it, it would encourage you to keep praying because I see the message. I see the answer. I see the fulfillment. It's on the way. And I see the enemy is afraid the enemy is absolutely terrified and furious that if that answer comes to earth he will not be able to stop it and that's why the enemy sometimes seems like he fights with fury because he is afraid and that's why sometimes he puts his fear on you because really the one who is afraid is him because he's already seen what happened when the people of San Leandro at New Life Church got on their knees and went to God in prayer and made up in their mind we will not stop praying until the Lord answers this prayer. We will not stop praying until God gives us breakthrough. We will not stop praying until God gives us revival. Well, I, I know, I know what's happening. God heard it. God sent the answer. And now the enemy of this region is trying to delay it. He may delay it, but he's not going to stop it. He may try to wear us out, but he will not win because we are filled with the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this Bay Area. And when the people of God pray, things begin to change. Oh, do you believe that? Somebody shout amen. And so what we find in this understanding that is so powerful is that do not be weary in well-doing. Do not be weary in faithful praying. 
Do not be weary in faithful fasting. Do not be weary in being faithful to the house of God. Do not be weary in faithful outreach. Do not be weary in being faithful. Because in due season, what does that mean? That means there is an appointed time where it's going to happen. There is an appointed time when it's going to happen. It is not by accident. It is not by chance. It is not by circumstance. It is on purpose. We are faithful. We are committed. And we are going to see it happen. And there is an appointed time that's already on the calendar in heaven where God is going to do everything he promised. There is an appointed time. There is an appointed moment. There is an appointed day where it is going to break wide open and you are going to see miracles like you've never seen. God is going to confirm it with signs that will blow your mind and there will be wonders that God will do in our midst. He will get all the glory and this city will be shaken by the power of God. It's on the calendar in heaven. God already knows the day. God already sees the time. You don't see it because you're down here praying and the enemy is fighting. But God is sitting on his throne and he says, if my people will just stay faithful, I'm going to do everything I promised. That's it, brother. Keep praying. That's it, sister. Keep praying. That's it, elders. Stay faithful. That's it, new convert. Dig deeper. That's it, backslider. I've called you back to the house of God for such a time as this there is a moment in our future where God is going to break it wide open I don't know what day we're on I don't know if it's day 10 or 17 or 20 it may be day 20 I don't know I don't know what day we're on in this seeking the Lord for his promises and seeking the Lord for his will to be done but what I do know is that there is coming a day where the message is going to break through and where the enemy is going to be bound and where everything we've dreamt everything we've prayed for everything we've hoped for is going to be reality it won't be a vision it won't be a dream it won't be a prayer anymore it, because it's answered you don't pray for things that are already answered <laughs> but actually they already are the prayer's already been answered the prayer's already been answered the first day I sent the answer now, it may take a little time for the answer to hit this place, but God's already answered your prayer. If you believe that, why don't you give the Lord some praise in faith? The scripture, he already sent the answer. He already sent Gabriel to Daniel on the first day. The prayer was already answered. Daniel didn't see it answered until day 21, but the answer is already sent. God's already answered your prayer. Why don't you praise him for a moment? If you truly believe that, why don't you praise him for a moment? Thank him in advance. I thank you, God, you've answered my prayer. I'm looking forward to the day where I see it in reality. Amen. There's a powerful principle in the natural that teaches an absolutely stunning spiritual lesson. 
Light is a very interesting uh, concept and study, and I, I don't really understand it, so I'm not going to act like I do, but there's, there's layers of light. There's all sorts of a- aspects of light that are so powerful, but there's, there's something about light that is very profound. You have the photon of light. It's the particle of light, if you will, that makes up what we see as light. There's these little photons that make up light. And light, the speed of light, they've got it in an equation, the speed of light. And the speed of light coming from the sun to the moment it hits earth, it takes about eight minutes, eight minutes for light to hit the earth. And and, and so what we see here is that it takes a little time for the light to touch the earth from the earth's perspective. That, that's the thing to understand. From the earth's perspective, it takes, it takes uh, eight minutes for light to hit it. But a photon of light is the light. And so the moment it shines, it's instantaneous. From the light's perspective, it's instant. But from the earth's perspective, it's eight minutes. Perspective really does matter because what we need to understand about light is that even though it may seem like it takes eight minutes for it to touch the earth, according to science, the light is already in existence. It already is. We find this understanding at the very beginning of our Bible where God said, let there be light. And there was light. It didn't say it took eight minutes for it to come to pass. It didn't say there was a delay from his word being spoken, from that word being fulfilled. It was instant. Let there be light. Boom, there was light. Because the moment God speaks it, it's done. Now, what's so powerful about this is it's not just what God speaks, but it's who God is. God is light. And in him there is no variance or shadow of turning. The God we serve is light. That's why John says walk in the light as he is in the light. The closer you get to God, it's more instant. The quicker you sense him. People that have walked away from God, I don't feel him. I can't hear him. But when you get back into relationship with him and walk in the light as he is in the light there is this communion and relationship where you feel him and it's like he's right next to you he's he's with you he's he's in you that's why you are the light of the world a city set on a hill cannot be hid if the spirit of God is in you and God is light that means he put his light in you and that makes you light now Walk in the light as he is in the light. It's instant. It's instantaneous. There is no delay from the light's perspective. Now light coming to earth, there's a delay. But just because there's a delay in the reality of the light touching the earth, it doesn't mean that the light is not on the way and the light does not already exist. What we have to understand is the moment God speaks it, It's already done. It's already done because he's the source. The sun is the source of light for our solar system. Light, it's already done. But that light traveling from the sun to earth takes a little time. But it doesn't negate the fact it's already done. 
So it is in the spirit. That's why Jesus tells us, pray like this, thy kingdom come. His kingdom already is. The kingdom of God already is. Now, whether or not it's come in your life, that's yet to be determined. And whether or not it's already in this city, that's yet to be determined. And whether or not it's already in some cities where we'll plant churches, that, that's all not yet to be determined. But the kingdom of God is. It already is. The light already is. God already is. His kingdom already is. That's why he said, thy kingdom come. What already is, send it here. What already exists, let it exist here. Thy will be done. Be done. We want it done now, insinuating it's not done yet. I want it to be done. I want your perfect will for my life. You pray that prayer because you want to walk in step with the Spirit of God. You don't want there to be delay. You don't want there to be any variance. You don't want anything to be out of sorts. You want to be in his perfect will. So I pray, let your perfect will be done in my life. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is, present tense, in heaven. I want what already exists in heaven to now exist on earth. That's what we pray. I want the kingdom of God that already exists to now exist in the earth. I want the invisible to now manifest in the visible. I want the will of God that already is purposed and portrayed and done and accomplished to be accomplished here. We find an incredible example of this. The Bible teaches us that everything you read about in your Bible was already done before it began. You need to understand this principle because this will give you motivation to pray. The Bible teaches that the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. But it took 4,000 years for the Messiah to be born. It took 4,000 years for God to manifest himself in flesh. But in God's mind, in God's will, in his plan, and what he spoke, it was already done before it began. Because what God purposes to do, there is no delay between him speaking it and fulfilling it in his mind. It's done. It's done. There's, it, there's nothing that's going to stop it. There's nothing that's going to quench it. There's nothing that's going to withstand it and, and, and win and overcome and, and conquer my will. This is what's going to happen. It's done. Year after year goes by. The Jews, where is the promise of his coming the first time? Where is Messiah? 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years go by. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, is born. And this child that is born is Jesus Christ, 
thousands of years hoping and praying and pleading and looking for, he's here. People doubted, people got weary, people tried to take matters into their own hands and overthrow human government out of their own ability, and yet in God's mind in heaven, it's already done. It's already done. So that's why Jesus teaches us to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. May not be done yet. But let it be done as it is in heaven. What already exists in heaven, what already exists in the spirit realm, what already exists in your mind, what already exists from the word you have spoken, God. It may be invisible now, but I'm praying, let what already is be done now here on earth let it be done now in the visible let it be done now in my life and in my family and in my church and in my city but you got to keep praying you got to be keep praying until what you're praying for is accomplished because if you stop before it is accomplished the enemy wins until someone else rises up and says no we're going to keep praying until we see what we're praying for because the Bible says the answer is already on the way we just got to stay faithful and see it through and so this is the powerful understanding for motivation to pray motivation to pray is it's already done you just got to pray it to pass You've just got to keep praying until what God has already said is fulfilled. It's a done deal. Jesus is coming back the second time. It's already done. He is coming back. There's nothing that's going to stop it. But yet John says, even so now come quickly, Lord. There's got to be something in the earth that cries out. I'm going to send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in Jerusalem until. Meaning there's this time gap between what God spoke in the spirit being fulfilled in the natural. It's this space of time. And I heard it say said like this time is simply put in between God speaking it and God fulfilling it to give us the choice to decide do we want it God's given us a little space of time this is what I'm going to do and before I do it I'm just going to give you a little time to make up in your mind are you in or are you out are you going to be faithful or are you going to stumble are you going to believe or are you going to doubt are you going to consecrate yourself or are you going to continue to ride the fence what are you going to decide I'm giving you a little space of grace Jesus appeared to over 500 people after his resurrection, but there were only 120 in the upper room on that day. That means 380 people decided, I don't need to be where God told me to be when he's going to fulfill what he promised me. I, I, I'm just going to decide I don't need to be there. But there was 120 that said, God said this is the place and we are, are to stay here until he fulfills what he promised. And time passed by, but there came a moment, a day, a suddenly moment because they stayed faithful to what God said where it was all fulfilled and a little group of 120 people shook a city in a day because God fulfilled his word through them.
But I want to, I want to <laughs> understand. I want to communicate something as I close today. Here, in, 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 in revival in a big picture here. I've heard this building filled with the prayers of people. Filled. A lot more people in here than that are here now. And I've, I've seen, literally, in prayer, this building filled. Filled. Meaning... I think you can cram 240, 250 people here. That's about it. And then you set out chairs, and of course, you can do all that. But filled, every pew filled to capacity. I've, I've seen it. I was praying a couple weeks ago, and I, I saw, literally saw, lined from that door along that side walkway to the back, people waiting to be baptized. I saw that in prayer. There's two responses we can have. Man, one day that's going to be exciting and I really hope it happens. Or we can take the biblical approach. If God showed something and spoke something, it's already done. So whether or not you understand what I'm saying today, what I'm saying is this building is actually already filled. No, you're literally sitting next to people you haven't met yet. You're literally worshiping next to people that you will meet one day, but God's already spoken it. So it's already done. It's already done as it is in heaven. It, in heaven, it's done. This building is filled. In heaven, this city is already experienced revival. Now, it takes a little time for what's in heaven to get to earth. And God is calling the people of God in this city to commit to prayer like never before and to begin to outreach like never before because he said, this is what I'm going to do. Now, who wants to be a part? And if you will make up in your mind in this space of time between what is in heaven getting to earth, God will raise you up and use you mightily and your prayers are working. Your faithfulness is making a difference and the enemy is fighting with everything he has because he knows when that answer breaks through the barrier, this city will belong to the Lord. It's already done. He's already spoken it his will has already been decreed now we just pray and we outreach and we stay faithful and we worship with faith and we pray in faith because it's already done and if that is not motivation to pray I don't know what is if that doesn't motivate you to say oh if it really means that if what God spoke it means it's already done then that means this building is actually already filled if God said your backslider of a husband or a wife or a child of a family member is going to come back that means it's already done so you need to act like it's already done and just say 
one day what is in the spirit is going to be fulfilled in the earth. Can you see it already? Do you see these pews filled? Do you see these altars filled with people weeping and hands lifted and voices raised crying out to God because of his goodness and his mercy and his grace? Because that's the will of God. That, I'm telling you what the will of God is. It is the will of God for those people that are not here yet, but they are coming to experience his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. It's already done. Motivation to pray. Now, if that motivates you to speak some faith, why don't you lift your hands right where you are? And why don't you say, I believe, Jesus. I'm asking you to fulfill what is already done in heaven. Send it to the earth. What you've already spoken over this church, now fulfill it in the natural. I want to see lost people come to God. I want to see my backslider family come to God. I want to see those prodigals walk through those doors. I want to reach that restaurant manager. I want to reach my friend at the grocery store. I see them worshiping already. Use me, God, to lead them. These altars are open. Why don't you come to the front? And with as much faith as you can muster, why don't you pray?